podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You seemed a bit out of sorts this week, Mark. I did. Yeah. You Are mean? you okay? I think so. Derby Forest is yeah, really... Yeah, all right, mate. We'll, co- we, we, we'll cover that later, but... Uh, I don't think we do. You just... I don't know. You just seem out of sorts. Well, I mean, I, I enjoyed like... it, and I thought no. the... the the content was great, but... Look, um, look, Martin, for some of us who have feelings and emotions still, the game of football can be a fickle mistress, and, and Saturday was a tough one to, to take. Okay. Um, but no, I'm, I feel fine. I feel fine. Uh, we had a good guest this week, didn't we? We had one of the best guests. Yeah, Robbie Knox. No relation, it turns out, to Amanda Knox. So, actually, that invite was pointless, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm trying to get to her through him. Okay, uh, let's just... Genuinely, that's how I want to die. City-Liverpool... by Amanda Knox. Right, stop now. City v Liverpool, we cover that in great detail. Yes, we did. Gets good looking at. And then we go into a bit of FA Cup, bit of Lionesses, bit of... A bit of everything, bit... Yeah. Something for everyone this week, Martin. As I mean, always. I enjoyed it, it was good. If you like it, subscribe, um, follow us on Twitter, at Football Podcast. Martin, what are you on Twitter? At M. Gritton. M. Gritton. And I'm at Mark Smith Stuff. So just, you know, if, you, if you didn't like it, just, just don't worry about it. A good subscribe to Robbie Knox as well. He's brilliant. Very good stuff. Bye. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Whistleblowers. I am Mark Smith and I'm here, as ever, with Martin Gritton. Say hello, Martin. Hello, Martin. Oh, that's, that's the sort of banter you're tuning in for. It's real classy banter. Really it? good, sort of 1970s stuff. Uh, and it's not just us two this week, is it? We've got... A wonderful guest. Yeah. Uh, this is a man who, genuinely, I'd heard of lots of different things before I met him. It was like meeting, I don't know, like, I mean, not Bigfoot in the way he looks, but in, in terms of mythology, it was <laughs> like, oh, wow, he exists. It's Robbie Knox. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's the best day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Same here. Good. Hi, Robbie. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I had a cold about a week ago, but it's gone now, so. Great. Any I, mean, I don't know whether that was just a polite how are you, or whether you wanted No, I want stories like that is why we've got you on. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of gone away now. So always, Rob- always doubt Mark's sincerity, that's what I would No, never doubt anything with. I ever say. Always. Robbie, where might we know you from? Um, I used to work on Soccer AM in, from the year 2000 to 2007. The glory days, seasons. a.k.a.? I, I enjoyed them personally, yes. Um, I was there for a bit, that's where I met Martin, in fact. I met him uh, through uh, Helen Chamberlain, yep. who was a presenter at the time. And um, and that's probably the most likely. But we might also know you from your. You've got a pretty popular I've got, I've, YouTube. I, yeah, channel. I, I've suddenly become the hottest thing on YouTube in like the last month. It's ridiculous, uh, Robbie. It's terrifying seeing. It's funny. Your ascent into influencerdom. Yeah, I went from like six thousand subscribers to sixty thousand. Really? A couple Isn't of weeks. It? Yeah. Wow. Wait. Where can we find you then? What's your channel called? Uh, Robbie Knox. Robbie Knox. Robbie yeah. Knox with a K. K N O X. Yeah, the, the traditional. No relation to Amanda Knox. Uh, no. No, not that we know Topical. of. Topical. No. Uh, she is my um, celebrity crush. I, anyway, I, yeah, let's, no, I, yeah, let's I get into that. the football, I think, for a bit, because that's what people are here for. <laughs> not much sure. celebrity. I'm not. quite into that celebrity crush thing. I'd like to dig deeper on that, hey, Mark, well, let, let's, let's save it for the intro. Let's, let's do that. Uh, let's get into the football, though. Robbie, you're here not only because you're a, a, a viral sensation, <laughs> yeah. uh, but because you are a, a football <laughs> man, a football man, and a Liverpool fan. Yes. And we are recording this the day after a pretty convincing 3-0 victory over... 3-1 victory, sorry, over Man City. It was thorough, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. We'll, we'll get into that in a second, how thorough it really was. But I assume you watched the game. What did you make of it? I did. Yeah, I thought we were, we were very good at playing football. I thought it went very well. Yeah, I, I, I don't... 
I don't know how you defend against our fullbacks. I don't know what I don't know what the answer is. Well, I know I what you don't. Really good, I know what yeah. you don't do, and that's what Man City did. Yeah. Um, again, again, I'm not going to start yeah. poo pooing Liverpool right now. We'll get back to that in a second. Sorry, poo pooing Man City. Um, tell me more about your your experience of watching the game and what what you think of it. I just thought we were we were good, but I. I know. I just think we're really good at football. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's not an insightful analysis, but this is. I think this is probably the best Liverpool team I've seen in my life. And really, yeah, I think so. What, 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 to, what other what other teams have you seen? Doing. I don't know. Well, how I old mean, you I, are. well, I'm I'm 42, so I was. I've, I've probably started. I grew up in Kent in the 1980s, hence why I support Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, like Barnes, Beardsley, Rush, and you're putting this team above, above those. I, I think you're right. By the I way, think I'm, I'm so, I think probably yeah. But I think there was also a lower bar back in there. I think this City team was so good. Yeah. And the fact that we're eight points, I think. Nine, nine clear of City, eight yeah, points nine, clear of Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Eight, eight points clear at this stage, I think, is, isn't what I expected. Last year was actually the first year I thought we'd... The first year I've said I thought we'd win the league in since the 90s. I think. Right. Um, yeah, we're good. I mean, I mean Gritz, what, what do you think? Robbie there has said... I mean, I mean, it's spot on. Liverpool are just very good at football. What do you make of it? They, <laughs> yesterday was one of those games where I've been saying City are going to win that game. And even when it was on, I was just sat there going, still, I, there was always that in the back of my mind. And, it's, and Liverpool just kind of saw it through. And in that way that they've, they've done before, and obviously under Klopp, they've had a lot of incredible success. I mean, the Champions League was a, just a beautiful moment for them as a club. But um, yeah, that, I just get the feeling that it, it was worth more than just the three points. It was a psychological damaging, and we've seen the unravelling of Pep on social yeah. media. There's just very mm. becoming a meme post-matches. He doesn't a, deal with the defeat very well, does he, old Pep? He doesn't, and I suppose we're just not used to seeing it that much, so it's so much yeah. more of a shock. It feels a bit like when Mourinho flipped. Do you remember when Mourinho, everyone, was, everyone loved him, and then he sort of... Yeah. Started to lose at the edges. Yeah. Anakin Skywalker turning back. <laughs> exactly, yeah. The, uh, the thing with the game yesterday, I thought, was Liverpool deserved to win the game. They were, I think, better in the key parts of the team. I mean, we've said for months now that 1-11, to 11, I think they're just, they've just got more strength and quality going forward, particularly at centre-back. And Man City seemed to be... I mean, I've got no idea why Angelino is playing in that game when they've got 75 million quid's worth of left-backs on the bench or in the stands, just yeah. not picked. Um, but the scary thing is, Liverpool, I don't think, were even that good yesterday. No. no. And they just steamrolled Man City. And yes, Man City had plen- I mean, more chances than I've seen anyone have at Anfield for a long time. And they probably should have scored three themselves. But they didn't. And Liverpool's just solidity and their, their philosophy of playing. I mean, their midfield, I think if you were to look at them as individuals, none of them get into the Man City side. Yeah. But as a unit, just unbelievable. And they all know the system. Milner comes on, slots in, it's not an issue. And it's, it's just the they can they do all, that. They all play. Like, Mane's getting back and defending. He's yeah. sliding in and, and they just play so well together. And I don't get, I mean, I don't understand how you defend against the fullbacks hurtling forward like that. I mean, you can't press everyone on the pitch. I mean, what, what's... Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah. What do you think, Robbie, in terms of, is that something because they're playing at home? Is that a different performance than you see from Liverpool week in, week out? Is, the, is Anfield such an powerful thing for them I to think have. you see a lot of stuff there's things that we sort of seem to do at home there's, there's all, like, all these like snidey things like you see there's quite a lot of 
you've seen started doing a thing where you sort of push players into the advertising boards at yes, the, yes, the yes. Like, like um I think um Robo did to Kyle Walker at some point now. There's a little little shove and there's this, yeah. this sort of murder ball. Little, yeah, a little, little bit murdery, yeah. <laughs> I've noticed that that creeping in a bit. I, I, I quite enjoy hey, it. You 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 play to your strengths yeah, and your yeah, strengths are I, pushing I players. So there is certainly I think they sort of know the pitch and they know you can shove someone yeah. right at the end and they will smash into the advertising boards. Yeah, why not? If you've got it at your disposal. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned there about the fullbacks. Um, they are, without a doubt, the best fullbacks in the league, certainly going forwards. Um, I felt like a couple of weeks ago or a few weeks ago when United played them at Old Trafford and drew with them and Solskjaer changed his plan to be a 3-5-2. That seemed to contain the fullbacks. Mm. And I'm surprised that not many other teams have used that same blueprint. Because I feel as though... City went there to try and win that game, there's no doubt. Yeah. And I think if they'd been going for a draw, maybe they would have used that system. I mean, what do you make of that? No, t- Any I, truth in that? I totally agree. I think that I don't think they're as good going back towards their own goals, considering the defenders. I mean, they're, they're very attacking fullbacks. Trent in particular. Yeah, and yeah. I'd say that playing alongside Lovren was something that we mentioned last week and saying that that's a particular combination that... that City could have exploited it and they didn't do that um, yeah. and, and I, listen I, we'll come on to it in a minute but the me- momentum shift in the game was when those two de- the decisions that could have gone either way yeah well um, we yeah. have to kind of say we're going to have to talk about VAR today as much yeah. as we are bored of it yeah. it'd be completely remiss of us not to talk about that but let's not get bogged down in that just yet Let, let's finish talking about Liverpool by saying that for me they, they've been the, the, the winners of this league for now probably five or six weeks I haven't had to look past them. We've said it on the podcast every week. You, Gritton, have been saying Man City all the way up to this. Is nine points too much for them to get back? Well, I think the manner of it, and just going back to what I said, I think the manner of it wasn't just a three-point victory. It was a more dis- a more telling dismantling of a of a side that looked more fragile. So I, that would, if I watched that game as another Premier League team, I go, yeah, we can get them. You know, and Norwich have proved that this season, and that's not a strong Norwich team, but in the right. In the right environment, in the right sort of cauldron, I think you can, you know, you can get right at them. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Robbie, as a Liverpool fan, are you are you comfortable now? Are you happy that you're no, going to win the league, or do you, I, is, it, is it not over for a long time? This is the first game after after Sunday where I've thought we might win the league. I was I generally have thought City are probably stronger. I think we've not really had any injury, any big injury problems, and I think. We don't have the same depth that they have. So it depends how we go. I mean, when I say last year, I said I thought we might win the league. What I was actually saying to my friends was, uh, I think we might win the league this year if Virgil van Dijk stays fit. If he gets injured, I think we'll get relegated. But, 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 last, <laughs> but, last, year, yeah. but last year was a season where you knew for sure, all right, you might not win the league, mm. but you're certainly extremely competitive at the top, at yeah. the top level. And they haven't had that for a little while. Well, no. for a, I mean, a long while. No. And this year feels like some, something's changed for me. And we'll talk about Man City's... Lack of performance, if you like. Now we've said how good Liverpool were, but City were able to create chances, but so toothless in the final third, yeah. and absolutely appalling at the back. I understand. All right, Edison's out. Uh, Laporte's not back, and they, for whatever reason, this billionaire club hasn't managed to get any cover for him, and never even tried to get cover for him in, in the off season. But to have Bravo and in front of him a defensive midfielder in Fernandinho. And John Stones, so we've said all the time, John Stones must never be half your defence. That's madness. And then to have a four and a half million pound signing who's only played two games before at left back, Angelino, and then Carl Walker, who 
you know, he's, he's solid and he's good, but he's not great at defending. That is a recipe for getting yeah. mullered at Anfield. It's like you're trying to get mullered. Well, that's them. it. Deservedly so. Yeah. That's it. So what, what happened makes you kind of think the proof is in the, the pudding there because definitely Cancelo on the bench. You're thinking, what? Why have you bought him? 60 know. million and he's quid? Been, he's decent when I've seen him play, you know? But why is Angelino there? I mean, he... I don't know, Mark. Don't stop... Don't put it at me like that. Well, I am really <laughs> ridiculous. Well, you know what, Martin? You're the ex-pro. You should be telling us all the secrets of this. Yeah, yeah just lump it. Just lump just it. Lump Get it big, big man up front. Sign Andy Carroll. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're big lads. Five foot nine, Aguero, isn't it? Yeah. So what are they supposed I to do? Get him off. Get a bigger lad. But, but they're, chuck, they're yeah. chucking balls into the box, and it's Van Dyke against Aguero. Like, yeah. I mean, come on, mate. Um, now, Martin, I know you want to talk about this. I know it's something close to your heart, uh, and we're going to have to bring it up at some point. It's VAR. <laughs> Uh, tell us about your feelings towards VAR I, after wa- that game. Right, I was watching it on. I was watching it down the pub, and I couldn't hear the commentary because it was so noisy. So you're watching it, and you're just assuming. Well, it's handball. So this is the first decision. Yeah. This is the Trent Alexander-Arnold handball. It's handball. That's not given, and it leads to a Liverpool goal. There you go. So you, if you get something that massively wrong, listen. In the old and in old money, we would have just accepted it as a bad decision, or he missed it. And I can almost accept that. But yeah. when you've got VR and you get it wrong, it's just... I yeah, I, I think there was an issue with... They did check it on VAR. But for some reason on Liverpool's first two goals, we didn't get to see the VAR check. I know. Which I'm sure there's nothing strange going on. But it's just like, well, why wouldn't you show it? But for me, it's when they said VAR check is being carried out. And then almost immediately, VAR check complete. So well, hang on, the day before you spent four minutes working out an offside at Sheffield United Spurs, <laughs> yeah. and today this massive game, this, this huge incident, which has got several angles you've got to look at and things to take into consideration, you're giving it five seconds. I think the truth is they were never going to wipe out a Liverpool goal and then double bubble it by giving Man That's City a penalty. That's the problem with VAR is that, that, that when someone goes out the other end and scores, it's a much bigger decision. It's still a human in charge. To, to, to take away a goal and then give a penalty and probably another goal at the other end. Well, what did you yeah. think? So, I... Th- I I think it probably was a penalty, yeah. I mean, Graeme Souness said it was a penalty. And if yeah. he's saying it, then, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's probably a red card for every player on the pitch, yeah. as well as the penalty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, no, I, I, I would have felt aggrieved if, if we if hadn't, hadn't been. been yeah. yeah, sure. Um, and then, I mean, from then on, Liverpool were just fantastic. But, yeah, Man City have got to sort themselves out. I, I feel like they're going to spend quite big in, in January. But I also feel like we're not going to see Pep at Man City for long. I don't think he'll get sacked or anything, but I don't think he'll be here for past his contract I think we've seen the crack start to appear he's not used to being in a league where there's oh, tough games every week or every other week he's normally been in leagues where you've got four hard games a season yeah. and then that's it or, or conversely you think this could be his year to win Champions League you know no they're, they're, that's they're not but that's the way the they thing. set up those, those away games in the Champions League that Pep sets up all over the place he did it, the same thing he did against Liverpool on Sunday well that's that's interesting because I've not I, I wouldn't say that I'd say that Man City this year with the squad that they have that's the strength and depth we're talking about but they've got no centre-backs there's no strength and depth in the most important part of the pitch well Mark you've dismantled my opinion of that well, so you, hey, Martin. I, uh, I'm still going to put a tenner on it but, um, but no we'll come back to that we'll come back to actually I'll put a tenner on it with you actually no that's not going to work in my favour because literally them winning it is not a, <laughs> an opposition to set up in a betting uh, environment yeah so I still think that Champions League is something for them to win because I don't think the league, uh, the group matches are, st- are strong enough to oh, well, put you, them out. Do you think Man City are then going to just give up on the league and I focus think, on Champions League? I don't think they ever give up on the league. I think they have a strong enough squad to do both, but just it has a weird way of working itself out, doesn't it? Right. Well, that's the analysis done of the Liverpool Man City game. Uh, I think it's adequate. Robbie? Good, yeah. yeah that's that's good. all I hoped for in life. Nice one. All right. We'll have a break. Uh, after the break, we'll have some more stuff. Bye.
Hello and welcome to Seeing Red, a true crime podcast brought to you by me, Mark and my co-host Bethan. Each week we take a deep dive into the dark world of true crime. Cases have ranged from the murder of Christina Abbott, a high-class escort who was killed by a sadistic client, to the Peru 2, a pair of young women convicted of smuggling drugs in South America. Whilst always respectful to the victims of these crimes, we do like to tell each story in our own unique style, with humour and lots of f***ing swearing. Join us every Wednesday for a new episode of Seeing Red, a true crime podcast, wherever you get yours. Welcome back to the second half of the Whistleblowers podcast. We are here with Robbie Knox still. Robbie? Yes, I'm here. <laughs> Here's Good me. to see you again after such a long break. Mm-hmm. Um, Martin, the weekend just gone was the first round proper of the FA Cup. It you was. know what? And when I woke up in the morning, early doors with my little boy crying, it was all misty and sunny outside and it looked exactly like an FA Cup first round day. What games did you go and see? Spot on. I did the commentary for uh, BBC Radio Devon covering... Tokyo away at Maidstone, and Tokyo yep. are high-flying, doing really well this season. Play Maidstone on an artificial pitch, but um, still, Maidstone went the league below them, so it didn't... It's quite it, close to where I live, yeah, we're leading from Yeah, in. that's yeah. you're a Kent, you're Kent born Kent, and bred. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Maidstone beat them 1-0, and it was uh, and were very good. They had uh, George Alakobi playing centre-half, oh, who really? was as imperious and impressive as, as ever, um, particularly at that level. How old is he? He's, he's only like 32, but he's he's one of those guys that's obviously kind of a high-energy sort of player, so yeah, yeah. maybe burn out quite quick, and also he's, he's, he's huge. He's a big lad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so um, that was impressive, but yeah, you're right, the, the FA Cup, it was, I was up in some scaffolding doing, with my... Sorry, what? Basically doing the commentary from a little uh, makeshift press booth. Little bird's nest. Yeah, and then... Uh, just, you know, it was just one of the games that was absolutely freezing as well. But I do enjoy the, the cup, you know, the Dulwich Hamlet game and the, the, those sort of things that it throws out. And that's another, you're, you're from, well, you used to live around that way, didn't you, Robbie? Yeah, I was in Forest Hill Did you, for a bit. Did you ever go to du- any Dulwich games? No, I didn't. I always th- thought it felt a bit hipstery sort of thing, so I gave it a wide berth. T- to, hear, to, to read more about it, you should check out Jack Pitbrook. He's got a lot of good stuff about Dulwich. Um, Martin, describe to people, a lot of people won't really appreciate lower league football as much, might not see as much of, of that level. But an FA Cup run at that level for a team like uh, Maidenhead... Sorry, Maidenhead. What can that do financially for them? A, a game like Saturday and, and the next round as well, what, what yeah, happens? Yeah, it's huge. I mean, the, the implications are, we were talking about it in terms of when the last time I was at Torquay, they went, we went on a run and we kept having these horrible next round matches like Huddersfield, Carlisle, teams that are like, will beat you. This was before they were Prem. But you get to the point and you're like, oh, we just want a big, you want a big round, you want a big game. And they play, play Torquay played Crawley and got beaten by a Crawley team that were in the league below them. And then Crawley got Man United in the next round. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. those ones that you're like, oh, God. Because that, have been? the televised games will bring in a couple hundred grand, but then each round of the FA Cup, you'll get progressively more. And I'm pretty sure the first round is still like 20 grand. Yeah, and 20, gra- and 20 grand. When it's you huge. think of a turnover for a club of that size, that, that's massive, right? It's massive. It's massive. And you get an extra, and also you've got the extra game. So you get your revenue. I think like an FA Cup, you have to split the, yeah. the, um, yeah. the crowd. Yeah, yeah, so basically, it's just a, it's a money spinner. It draws more attention to the club, so you get, you know, sustained fans off the back of it and, and also without sounding too uh, wishy-washy but those big games in the FA Cup yes you get you know sorted out financially but also it's the idea of in the little boardroom they've got 
they'll have a plaque with that game on and that's, that's there right. forever that's and I it. think that's, there's something so special about that and I still think the FA Cup is the only cup competition in the world that can provide that sort of sentimentality that sort of romanticism but also you look further afield the, 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 uh, the managers further afield all around the world the FA Cup is still seen as being the domestic cup competition that there is and I love that and that's great and it's such a shame that there's a lot of teams that don't really take it seriously anymore. I mean, look at a team like West Ham. They're probably not going to go down, although this season yeah. might do. They're not going to certainly get top four. Why wouldn't a team like West Ham put out their strongest team in the FA Cup and try and win something? I, I never, I've never understood it. Well, this is it. Well, we were at Wembley for the FA Cup final, and that was a yeah. damn squib, wasn't it, unfortunately? Mm. As, as nice as occasion as it was, going up to yeah. down Wembley way. But um, you, were, you were at Wembley? I was at Wembley at the weekend, yeah. I went to see the Lionesses. Okay. Yeah. Get this quiet. Yeah. I, Decent I, crowd. It was, there were 77,000 people. It was sold out, but there were a few empty seats. So well, the weather was nice. awful, though, to be fair. Yeah, it was a bit. But yeah. Yeah, there's, a, there's a good roofage there. So you, once you get in, you're all right. It's yeah. just a little walk up to it. So a, a historic game, then, to see the Lionesses record, sell out Record crowd for a women's game in, in the UK. And yeah. how was it? Talk us through it. How, how does it differ to uh, another experience you might have had at Wembley? Um, it was... It was, it, was, it was good. I, I took my daughter along. I thought, good yeah. uh, female role models and all that sort of thing. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I enjoy it. I'm, I'm not... I'm, my family from Scotland, so I'm not an England fan anyway. So I, I already oh, didn't right. really particularly care who won sort of thing. So it was more right. of just a sort of... Fair something, something to do, really. Did they yeah. put on... What was the atmosphere like? Was it, was it family-based? Was there a lot more women was, at that game? Yeah, there's a lot more, lot more women. There's, there wasn't much for queue for the bar. A lot of queue for the ladies' toilets, wow. so it worked out superbly for me personally. <laughs> but, um, but no, it was it was um, yeah, it was, it was nice, a nice friendly atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, but, but probably a bit more chilled out than a, a men's game, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Well, it seems like a historic moment. I mean, in terms of the women's team, though, Phil Neville seems to maybe have got as far as he can with that team. He's in a bit of trouble. Yeah, I mean, there were there were quite a lot of things that I saw that didn't that weren't great. Like there was one point where the, I think the England left back tried like a. 30 yard cross field across the 18 yard box that nearly mm. got in, intercepted. Sort of yeah. thing. I'm thinking, first rule. You're not supposed to do that, are you? I, mean, I, I played left that once, I remember that. But I don't know, so I don't know, it was. <laughs> so I don't know if that's a tactical thing. I don't, I'm not sure what, what it was. But yeah, it was, it was all right, isn't it? It was, it was a nice day out. Well, I think it's great, and I'll, I'll be going to the next one. I was just busy that day. <laughs> Back to the Premier League, though. Uh, Leicester City played Arsenal on Saturday night under the floodlights on Sky Sports, and Leicester won 2 0. Which actually was probably quite a predictable scoreline. Martin, what do you think of it? Yeah, well, I, I concur with that. I was on the way back from Mason and, and was watching the result come in and was just thinking, not really much of a shock there. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. You're a Leicester fan, Robbie, and I, of, by sort of... I, I enjoy it. I like the story of the, yeah, the exactly. good That's... Leicester bit and then I felt a little bit sad when Leicester went bad and now I'm happy that Leicester going good again. So, That's like yeah. the Star Wars trilogy. The... <laughs> The thing, about Leicester, three films, <laughs> the thing about Leicester and Arsenal is that in a lot of ways, I think Arsenal look at Leicester now and think, well, we should have taken Brendan Rodgers when, when Wenger went. And that entire midfield is exactly what Arsenal have been missing. I look at someone like uh, Ndidi at Leicester, who is pretty much the unsung one of those, of those three. If you look at Madison, Tielemans and him, he seems to be the unsung one. And yet he is exactly what Arsenal have wanted for probably about 10 years Someone who's combative and who can get stuck in and get box to box. Can't really finish, all right, but that's, that's one minor part of it. But, I mean, 
if you're an Arsenal fan, you've got to be looking enviously at, at Leicester at the moment, haven't you? I guess so, yeah. I mean, you it's not... It's not from my Arsenal fan friends, it's not the best time <laughs> no. to be an Arsenal fan. That looks massively, <laughs> no, massively happy. No, it's like not. A, yeah, but but I look at that. I look at all over the pitch. Leicester have got. It might be quite a thin squad. I think their first team's very good, and they've got a couple of others that can come off the bench. But it's not that deep. But you look at their first eleven. Their fullbacks are probably only second to Liverpool in terms of just ability. They've replaced Harry Maguire. Really comfortably, yeah. it looks like. I mean, Soyuncu looks great, and Johnny Evans might be the best signing of the century. Absolutely. For two million quid or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. They have this thing where they, they sold the best player with Kante, they then sold the best player with Maguire, they keep doing it and they keep replacing it, and that is just good recruitment. And I don't get why a team like Arsenal can't do a similar thing. Well, uh, the other thing as well, we, we look through it being slightly sort of nostalgic and maybe a bit romantic, saying that you know, Leicester, the underdogs, they're not that. I mean, they're not poor off. They sign good players, they're probably paying them good wages and they keep players that they need to keep, such yep. as Vardy, they can offer them something. It's not like they're getting assets stripped. Like, you look at other teams and you like Palace, as soon as any of their players are half decent, I mean, they've done brilliant to keep hold of Zaha, but yeah. um, I think Leicester, well, what do you think, Mark, in terms of being a Derby fan, you look at that model and say, Derby, can, it's not a million miles right. to think that you couldn't achieve. Absolutely. We, 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 were, we were, I mean, not neck and neck, but it was certainly the same division not long ago. Mm. Similar size stadium, similar size fan base, similar size club generally, I think. We're from the same part of the country. And yet you look at what's happened in the last five years and it's just, it's just night and day. And it is down to recruitment, I think. I, I mean, they've had quite a high turnover of managers, so have we, but they've struck gold with Ranieri. Um, and there just seems to be a feel-good factor still about that club. And I think there must be, with a club of that size, no disrespect to them, but they're not United, they're not Liverpool, for a club of that size to have won the Premier League in the very, very recent past, must be, must be buzzing around that stadium all the time, must be amazing to, to have that. And this season, I think you could actually make the, the argument that this team is quite a bit better than the team that won the league a few years ago. Yeah. I'm not saying they're going to win anything this year, because the competition is probably a lot stronger than that season. But it's just great. It'd be a great time to be a Leicester fan. This is all from a Derby fan. I'm going to hate them, but I really yeah. can't. They're really mm. fun to watch. I really like a lot of their players. Puel must never manage again because his treatment of Vardy has been shown this season to have been absolutely <coughs> insane because he's, he's, he's evergreen. He's quicker than he's ever been. Mm. It's just a lot, a lot of great positives for Leicester and a lot of awful negatives for Arsenal who looked completely toothless. The Ozil situation needs sorting. If I was the Arsenal board, and I'm not one for sacking managers, but I'd be like, you know what? During this international break... Emery, Emery can get out. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, that's it. We're, you know, with the other managers in the league that are doing well up around there, you, we've got some ones like Chris Wilder doing a great job at Sheffield United. Will he ever get a shot? Is he going to get a shot at uh, a big club? Is he just is he just not a sexy enough foreign manager? Yeah. You know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I, and to, the job he's doing is incredible. He's, Brilliant. There is a certain there's a certain thing about when teams come up and they have that enthusiasm in the Premier League and every game's massive, so you fight tooth and nail, and then you get a bit of fatigue. But they were the doing that in the Championship. No, though. listen, I, I totally, I'm, I'm just getting to the point that basically after two or three seasons, if they do stay up, it will be incredible. And but like Huddersfield did prove some doubters wrong in the first season, and then it just kind of ground and wore them yeah. down a bit. Have you seen any of Sheffield United? Your brother, your brother's a Sheffield Wednesday Sheffield fan. Wednesday fan yeah, a massive so. Sheffield Wednesday fan. Yes, that's that's different. They, yeah. they, 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 football they, club. They, they they don't like each other. It turns out no. apparently no. That's wow. no insight into Sheffield football politics <laughs> for you. Um, so yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, I think he's doing a great job, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. All right. I, I just wonder, like, is there? 
is there any chance for a manager like Chris Wilder to get to get that big shot? I just I just don't know. And actually, the the game against Spurs for Sheffield United, I was delighted they got something because the comments Poch made the uh, press conference before. I don't know if you saw this, but he said that he said uh, I like Sheffield United. They are really well organised, like a rugby team. And I think it was supposed to be positive, but there's a lot of connotations with That's that. That's a weird thing to say. Yeah. It is, because it's saying, yes, they're organised, and they're big, and they're strong, and they're powerful, but they're not particularly technical, it's maybe. And I, I think it's, I, I agree, I think it's disrespectful. That, he knew what he was saying. But it's always weird when managers say this before the game, because yeah. I, like, I, I played in a lot of teams where the manager would, if, if something dogmatic was said, they'd pin it up and, the, you know, they'd get that. And I know that's, and that's your motivation. Cliche, but yeah, but it really does work. Yeah. It's like, it? you know, yeah, it does. Because you just, you know, it just highlights what he wants and, or it'll say, do you know what they've been saying? Because you need something to yeah. kind of get you motivated. But it is nice, particularly when you know that a team has a certain view of you. It's always nice being the underdog, in yeah. the, especially some of the leagues I've played in. But I, but I expect, like, the, your normal guy in the street who doesn't watch that much football to, to be like, oh, Sheffield United, yeah, they're very worked like the four four two, the hard the, to break the down. The Danny Mills. Right. But Poch is supposed to be a top-level manager who, who watches every game and has, has 100 analysts. He, he, him saying that about the rugby analogy makes me think that maybe they're not looking at teams as much as they should be. Because we all know who's watched them this season. Sheffield United aren't that team at all. Yes, they are physical, but they play a lot different to that. They've got all sorts of systems going on. Make a good point. Make a good point. Thanks, man. Yeah, I think. And other teams are starting to struggle, though. Uh, didn't see all the matches this weekend, but um, you know, there's some. There's Norwich. How are they getting? Farkas well, Norwich have. They, they I feel had, a bit sorry for. They've them had now. the Man City curse. They just, beat Man City, yeah. and someone's cursed them, and now yeah. they're going to just all just wither. Well, there mm. we are. Um, food for thought. As for other, we've got the international break coming up. Yeah, we're meant to be excited by that. Well, I'm, it's not as a Scotsman. Uh, of course, yeah. it's just uh, another week of having to wait and. I, I, like, the I like these yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I like these breaks now because, as an England fan, it's it's fun to see who might be our number ten and see who might be starting at centre back. Something interesting. Do you, you follow Scotland? I first? follow Scotland. So, but the thing is, because of the Nations Cup, we've got our playoff place mm. already. Like the whole qualifying things was like, well, the whole campaign. I've just not really paid much yeah. attention to it because we weren't going to win the group anyway. So. Yeah. We've really got the playoff. It's made it. I, I tend to go to until this year. I tend to go to most Scotland home qualifiers, but yeah. this year I've just not, just not bothered. Because, really? Well, because I don't see Shaftori enthusiasm. Well, I just don't see the point because we, we're never going to win the group. We might try and push for a playoff place. Right. That's a good we've point. Really got it. I, no, that's a good point, and a lot of people probably don't realise that when they're watching this Scotland team play because most of them it's is a. It's a nice thing to have a cap and to go yeah. out there and play. But, yeah, you go 1-0 down against these teams and you're like, well, what is their motivation? Yeah. Other than national pride, but most of these players don't live in Scotland anyway. Yeah. But there we are. Um, Mark, is there anything else you want to say about this weekend's games? We've got, like, I suppose we've got a week off uh, from talking about Premier League. Are we Premier not here League. this week? Well, I don't know. I'm just talking about the, the, the week off of Premier League games. So, Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean... <laughs> Derby lost to Forest on Saturday, so I'm just sort of getting over there. I'm not. I'm, it's yeah. just a tough one, isn't it? Horrible, to, horrible to see. But you know what? Congratulations to everyone else. Uh, uh, Robbie, what have we got coming up from you? Because uh, your ascendancy in the influencer world has been brilliant to watch from the outside. So, you, have you been creating much content? I've been keeping yeah. busy because I've got anything for us to look forward to. Plug well, yeah, something, Robbie. I've, I've got. Um, when does this go out? Tomorrow? Or, yeah. what, or today? What, what, when's tonight? Oh, okay. Well, in that case, tomorrow I think I've got a. Um, Video with Lloyd Griffith putting some uh, bo- books in a box. So that's he can do a good stuff. impression of um, tape. Yeah, yeah. Get him to do the get him to do his tape impression. He'll love that. He used tape. 
live. Did so, he? Yeah, he used actual tape. Or was yeah. it tape or was it just him with his back I, I, turned? I'll, I'll check the footage. I'm not sure. So I've got that. I've got a review of an air fryer coming up. Some pretty good. Oh, wow, well, I've, I've heard a lot of good things about air fryers. Have you? Yeah, yeah, they're decent, to be fair. Some woman just sent me an email and said... Sorry, some woman? Some woman, yeah. Okay. Just sent, I don't know who she is. She just sent me a message. Yeah, yeah. A woman sent me a, a message saying, do you want an air fryer to review for your channel? So I went, yeah, all right, yeah. if you like. Not quite a lot Whatever. On. So I've got it. It turns out air fryer is the best thing in the world, though. So <laughs> uh, she was right to be confident with this. Can we see that review? Is, is that available? In about a week, you can probably see wow. it. Wow. Well, I mean, absolutely. I've done a few drone shots of the air fryer on the beach. So. <laughs> And get a few more of those in and all that, and then we're done. Keep your ear to the ground for that then, guys. Yeah. Um, I'll be watching. <laughs> that sounded unconvincing, but thank you. Hey, you know what I will do? I will watch it. Actually. I want to see a drone right. shot. Um, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> uh, it's with the enthusiasm the enthusiasm that we went in with there Mark listen it's been a pleasure having you all any of you that have managed to stay to the end well, we can't uh, do that you got to do that again clean do that again clean you can't have me saying fucking hell he's just giving Leon more work to do just leave it like this Leon just let it run let it die in a ditch <laughs> thanks guys bye This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.